Hello, hello. Welcome to my live call tonight. Comes with a question. What are you willing to give up if you want to go big? And I'll talk about that in just a second. For those of you that do not know me, I've been involved in network marketing for over 41 years now. And 28 years ago, I made a decision to go at it big time. That meant I had to give something up. And since that time, uh, beginning 28 years ago, I've been full-time in network marketing, sold a junk truck to get started because I didn't have money, and just loving it. And so for those people that say it doesn't work, they're lying to you. Anyway. <laughs> but again, that lends us right over to the idea of uh, talking about what are, you, what are you willing to give up if you want to go big? So the thing is, when people join or get involved in network marketing with the intention of making money, you notice I'm phrasing it that way because most people join a network marketing company just to use the product. And then all the haters out there that hate our profession will say, see, 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 most people fail. Well, no, they joined to use a product. So how did they fail? They, their intention wasn't to make money. But there is a percentage of people out there who do join with the intention of making money. And so when they come in, they have expectations, right? And you've experienced this. If you've introduced the, your uh, opportunity, your company to others, and people have joined you, they have expectations. And so I want to suggest that you help manage those expectations. That's very important because again, when it comes to the question of what are you willing to give up to go big, it really depends on what you're looking to get out of it, right? It's still saying that my mother told me when I went to school, right? And how many of you remember this? You get out of it what you what? put into it. That's right. It's what you put into it is what you get out of it. Well, how much are you going to put into it? Well, it just depends on what you want to get out of it, right? And if you're if you're just looking to make a, a, a few extra hundred dollars a month, $500 a month, well, there's not a lot you have to do. There's not a lot you have to change to be able to do that. But we're talking about for people who want to go big, as in a profession, as with the intention of getting financially wealthy and being financially free. So, so with, the, with, the, with that intention, then that begs the question, what are you willing to give up? And again, keep in mind, that's why it's so important when people tell you, well, I really want to go big. Nothing wrong with wanting to go big. I mean, I went big. Um, I've got other friends who went big. Uh, big meaning that we threw ourselves into it, man. We said, I I'm going to do this. I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to shrink, you know, 40 years of work into five, maybe a little more than that. And then my income is not dependent on what I do because we get paid for what we start, not what we do in network marketing. I want you to think about that. Wrap your minds around that. You get paid for what you start, not what you do. What do I do today? Well, today I was out doing things with the kids. 
That's what I did today. You know, it's like, and I said this in Clubhouse, I said, hey, I don't live on the phone. I don't, I don't live on the phone. I don't hustle like I did back when, when I wanted to get my business going. Lift off, now I stay engaged, but I'm very strategic. In other words, I talk to my drivers. I talk to my influencers who grow my business. Those are the people I need to engage with. So, and outside of that, that is that. But again, I had to hustle in the beginning to get to that point, right? And so, uh, so again, when it came to that time, that decision, when I said, hey, I wanna go big, I wanna really go out, then that's what I did. And that's where I got consumed with, okay, I'm, I'm really gonna pour myself into this. So you think about it yourself when you, when you think about that. And again, going back to managing expectations, I wanna make one point before I make another point, that when people come into your business, if they have the wrong expectations and you don't manage it, what is it gonna cost you? That leader's probably gonna leave you later on, because why? Because their expectations was not met. And in that case, it wasn't managed. How do you manage those expectations? By, again, talking to them. I mean, sure, you're excited when someone joins you, you should be. And we wanna definitely, I mean, fire them up, encourage them, cheer them on as far as what they want to get out of this. But at the same time, we need to temper that. And you might've heard me say this in the past, you know, that I sell the rain with the sunshine. Most people out there are going to sell the sunshine. That's what they're going to promote is the sunshine. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. In all this sunshine that you're going to get from this opportunity, you're going to be so happy. Your dreams are going to come true. You know, it's again, it's like getting people ready for, you know, <laughs> I used this analogy not too long ago. I, I like it. But <clears throat> it's like, could you imagine somebody enlisting in, in the Marines and they're getting sent off to, to boot camp? And they get there, man, and they're being greeted with girls in bikinis, and they're being handed margaritas. It's, they're right there at the beach, and they got great music playing, man. It's the most wonderful thing. And they're like, wow, this is the Marines? This is boot camp? Man, I'm in this. I love this. This is me. This is me. And they say, hey, no problem, man, because guess what? Tomorrow, man, we're sending you off. You're going to go to Iraq and Afghanistan. And they get over there, get off the plane, all of a sudden it's bombs and bullets. Bombs and bullets. And they're like, what, what, what? What happened to the margaritas and the girls in the bikinis and all that? Mm-hmm. That's right. And when people join you in network marketing, they come in with expectations because all we did was sell the sunshine. We didn't sell, we didn't prepare them for the adversities. We didn't prepare them for the disappointments. And when they came, then they caved. They caved. They said, man, this is what, you know. And then when, think about it, when you talk about your own success, whatever level of success you've experienced so far, 
if all we do is talk about how great it is, how wonderful it is, and again, that's selling the sunshine, then they're going to, when they go through those struggles, they're going to say, wait a second. She didn't, she never talked about this. She just talked about the sunshine, how great life is. Yeah, that's right. And that's the thing, friends. If, if What we have to get good at doing is talk about the hard times we went through. Now, it, there's nothing wrong with talking about how, you know, sharing a post. <clears throat> if you're in Maui, Hawaii, if you're wherever and you're sharing a lifestyle post about and and and, and you're, you're rewarding yourself or your company's rewarding you I, in november of this year uh, we're supposed to go to bora bora i've never been to bora bora but that's where i'm supposed to be in november but uh from there i would share uh what it's like that's that's great that's fine but if that's all we do then we're missing something big we're not preparing our people we're not managing their expectations. And what we wanna do is share the journey, share our hardships, things that we went through, disappointments, frustrations, adversity, share that. And when your leaders, your new people that join you go through difficult times, they're gonna say, well, yeah, she, she went through that too because she shared that with me. I, I remember her talking about that. Matter of fact, more than once, she has talked about those struggles. And yeah, so why would I be in an exception? Sure, I'll go, I'll go through them too, but look, look where she is now. She's doing well in her business. So all I gotta do is stick it out and I'll do well. Yeah, that's selling the rain with the sunshine. Smart strategy. And that's the strategy that, I, and again, that's managing expectations. So when people come in and then they say, well, hey, I wanna make $10,000 a month, I'll say, okay, what are you willing, willing to give up to do that? Oh, I, I, you know, man, I don't know. I got a job. I've got kids. I've got, you know, I've got an alien mother, whatever. Um, couple hours a week. <laughs> okay. Manage expectations. I said, you know what? Something's got to change here. Either the money amount or the time. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's just being a good sponsor. If you do that and work with them that way. So, now, moving on to the next point. Hey, Eden, how are you? And Sandy, good to see you. And that is yourself. What have you, uh, we talked about this in Clubhouse today about what have you gone through to, you know, what did you have to give up? And, you know, like in my own case, uh, I've never really talked about this on Facebook Live before, so I guess I'll be vulnerable right now. But uh, I actually gave up my first marriage so that I could do this on a level that I wanted to do it. I mean, my, my wife, uh, and, and she's a great, great woman. She is. I mean, we're friends. Uh, but at the time, I, I can remember that when I finally was in my groove and I was really, things were growing very well. My income was really moving up. And, but she didn't really like network marketing. She really didn't. And when I would take her to the convention with me and I'm talking to very important leaders in my team, right? We're socializing. That's what you do at conventions, right? And so I'm just socializing and then and she's looking at her watch and then she says, can we leave now? And oh man, that was so crushing to me. 
You know, I was like, um, I'm never bringing you to a convention again. I said, let me tell you something. My future are these people. My income comes from these people. These people are not my employees. They work their butts off and I'm a benefactor of all of that. The one thing we're gonna show them is our time and our friendship and how we value them. And that's what I'm going to do. And you can't do that. I don't want you coming with me to convention ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we were great in a lot of areas in our life, me and her, we really were. But that was the thing. And, and more and more, then, it, then when it came to being on the trips and, you know, and then of course, some of my distributors are female, right? And, and some of them are very pretty girls, right? And they want to come up and, you know, and talk to me on their upline. You know, you know how it is. And of course I'm going to be friendly, but she's like, hmm, yeah, no, you cannot be friendly with a female. You know, it was just one of those jealousy things. And it was just over the top, way over the top. But you know what? I, I, I work with that. I work with that. And if you've gone through something like that, um, you know, you just have to be the reassuring uh, spouse, right? <laughs> The reassuring partner that, hey, you know, I don't, I, I don't have designs on anyone else, okay? This is a business. We, it's a people business. That's what drives it. You know, I, I would explain these things and all that, but I'll tell you, when it came to finally uh, the company registering their products overseas, and I'd never been to another foreign country in my life, and my first experience was South Korea, flying to Seoul, when I went over there and I saw that side of the world, I said, man, I want to spend time over here. I really do. And then Guam was an island not too far from there on American territory, had American money, American restaurants, malls, everything. And most importantly, the beaches and Pacific Ocean, beautiful. I said, you know what? What the heck? I want, I want to change. I want, I want to come here and live. So I'll live on the island. So I got me a place on the beach but she didn't want to come. She did not want to come. I said, listen, it, it, all I have to do is hit this hard. I just want to hit it hard for five years. Then I can do anything I want with the rest of my life. Again, we're talking about collapsing time frames, collapsing uh, the amount of time that you're going to work in your lifetime so that you have the time to go out and do other things. Not that I don't stay involved. I do stay involved, but it, but what, I'm, but what I'm saying is, but you're not hustling every day. You're entitled to a life. That was the reason why you got in this, right? Anyway, I told her, I said, you know what? I, it's all in or nothing. And what's it going to cost? It's going to cost some dedication. If you want to go big, that's what you have to do. Now, I'm not saying to you that that's what you have to do, that you have to fly and go live in a foreign country. There's plenty of examples here in the United States, and I have them in my organization. People that are six and seven-figure earners that live here and they don't really travel. Um, so, <clears throat> at least overseas, a lot of their business is in the United States. I'm giving an example of dedication, hard work, commitment. <clears throat> and I decided to do it over there. And, you know, and the thing was that it was, you know, I, I would call back to her, talk with her. And before I left, she just said, do you think we should get a divorce? I said, yeah, I think so. Because we were just different, you know. And it was a very friendly thing. 
and um, very friendly divorce, what I'm saying. And um, and even when I got back over there, when I was over there for years, she would call me, hey, we made a big mistake. I said, yeah, we made a big mistake. So, you know, we need to, you know, get, to get back together. We really need to do that. And, uh, but I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'm gonna send you a, a, a plane ticket. You hop on a plane, business class, boom. You're gonna love this island. You're gonna love it here. And about the time it came for her to hop that plane and come over, she would say, well, would it be okay with you if I just didn't come right now? I said, okay. And then it was another conversation later, maybe six months later, she was gonna come and no. She changed her mind again. And I said, what happened to this thing, you know, like in the poems, the poets, the songwriters, they talk about, you know, what they would do for love, how they'd swim across a freaking ocean. I said, so <clears throat> what does this mean? If you're not willing to come here, if you're not willing to do that, what else are you not willing to do to have this relationship? I mean, you can't get on a plane, you can't come see me. And, <laughs> and I had a dear friend. She would come over. She's just a, 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 Jap a Japanese girl lived on the island of Guam. And she was, I helped her out. She was a hard luck case. And but she'd come clean my house and bring, you know, set up, do, did a lot of things for me. Basically, she was my assistant. And I couldn't tell you how many times that she, if she would, she would tell you herself, she saw me take a phone and throw it against a wall and just break it in pieces. You know, when I, I get so frustrated and then she'd say, Jeff, Jeff, it's okay. I'll get another phone. I'll get another phone. And she said that so many times. And, uh, but she said, you're just going to have to accept the fact she is not going to come. Okay. And so, and then that's what happened. And that, so when we talk about, again, I was totally committed, but I didn't have a spouse that was totally committed. I didn't. And, and, but when I moved back to the United States and by that time I was married again and I told her that too, I said, you know what? So you're not coming. I said, so here's the thing. I'm going to accept that now. I waited for years and I said, but I'll tell you what, um, I'll eventually find somebody. And when I do, there will be not, it, 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 there's no turning back. It's permanent. I want you to understand that this is not a game. And, uh, and later on, I met my wife, Michelle. She had a five-year-old son when I married her. And then we had a baby together. We moved back to the United States and moved here to raise our children. And, but as, sure, as I, I can remember, I got a phone call from her, uh, from my ex-wife. I was in a health food store. I was looking for a product. And, you know, she called me. She said, do you still love me? <laughs> and I said, no, don't do that. Do not go there. Do not go there. <laughs> I said, you think this is a game? This is not a game. And I don't ruin people's lives. I don't use people. I don't ruin people. I said, I have a wife and I have two children now. And that's it. And and, and when, I hung, when, I, when I got off the phone, the girl at the register goes, good for you, good for you. She was listening. I didn't even know she was listening. Anyway. But the thing was, and, and the thing was, yes, when she, when my ex-wife saw the level of success I had achieved, she was very interested in renewing the relationship. But actually, I was doing great. 
when I left and went overseas. I was doing great then, but it was just one of those things, you know. So that is when we look at some of the things that we have to give up, I have no regrets with that. No regrets with that. That was the, that was a, the, one of the best decisions I ever made was learning to walk away to something that was not gonna serve me. And it was not gonna serve my future interests. And what, what was I willing to give up to go big? That's right. I, but, but again, I, had, I gave her the invitation, come with me. And for years I said, come, you know, come over here. For at least three years, four years, I said, come over here. And she didn't do it. And so it's, it's, it, it's really wonderful because it actually opened the door to an incredible marriage and, inc and then having children. And so that's one of the great things about it. When you, when you make the decision to throw yourself into it and you're not going to hold back, you're willing to, to pay the price and do, do whatever it takes, then you're going to see a whole different life opens up to you as it did with me. I was really glad to, to be able to, you know, go back to being a father, you know, and raising children and. I love that. I really love that. And uh, I had to, I had to go through some changes though, because I can remember when I moved here <clears throat> and I wasn't in Asia anymore. Keep in mind, I worked 10 different Asian countries in a six year period when I was overseas. So even on the island, I didn't stay on the island. I was hopping a plane, flying to a different country and I had a place in Thailand. I had a place in in Mumbai, India, I had a place in Taipei, Taiwan. Uh, I'm just saying, but when I've moved here and I, I remember first day I woke up in bed and I was thinking, okay, who am I seeing today? And there was this voice, you're not seeing anybody. Where am I going? You're, you're not going anywhere. You're here, you're gonna raise kids. <laughs> that was a change. That was a change, very hard change. But it was, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But I just, you know, it was change. And like any kind of change you go through, it's not always comfortable because you're not used to it. You're, we are used to what we are used to. But what about you? So the thing about it is, when I go back to <clears throat> um, even some of my um, early days of network marketing, go back in 28 years ago, when I had a job, what was I willing to give up to go big? Because it really began back then. And that was do, being willing to give up at least two hours a night. I spent about two hours every day. When I got off my job and I was tired and I came home, I had uh, something to eat. I go down the hallway, close the door. I started making phone calls. I started calling people every evening. There was no exception. And I said, you know what? I'm going to work my way out of this job. That was my number one goal. Get out of this job. So I would call and make a, and make appointments, maybe on the weekends to go out and see somebody, do a, do a meeting, do a presentation. Today, you can do that virtually. Yes, today you can send out links. Principles never change, just the methodology, you know, but you can still see people. You can still do meetings. I'm just saying you're not limited to that. So, but, but that's what I did back then. And so, <clears throat> but I was calling people, following up with people. 
So <clears throat> I was willing to give up that time. In other words, I'm not going to spend my time watching TV. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to spend my time just maybe going to watch a baseball game in the park or, or in other words, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to focus. Now it's not going to be like this forever, right? Because usually it's a measure of time that you dedicate until you achieve the goal that you want to achieve, whatever that goal is. And for you, it could be part-time. It could be a, an extra thousand dollars a month. I get that. On the other hand, for people that want to go big, they say, hey, I want to go big. I don't, I want to escape the job market and, and own my life. Okay, then that it, it's going to take more time, but that's okay. And that's exactly what happened. And in a period of 18 months of focus, dedication, two hours a day, and, uh, and, and commit, commitment to the business, two hours a day in 18 months, I was full time. I can remember I was, I was driving a small little car, uh, an Omni. Um, yeah, if you remember what those are, if you, or the Chrysler Horizon, if you remember that, they had big back windows, you know, but they were tiny little cars. And I remember I just, I loaded that car with, uh, with my, my clothes, the back of the window, I had a blown up version of the compensation plan and I took off and I went from city to city in the United States doing meetings, went up to Canada. When I was going through immigration, the guy looked at me and said, what is in your window? What is that? I said, that's a compensation plan. He said, pull over. <laughs> and then he says, come to my office. I want you to explain what that is. I said, do you really want me to explain it? Yes, I do. Okay, okay, I'll explain it, you know. <laughs> Go back, There's here's the beginning position. This is what you gotta do in the beginning of the position. Now, to move to the next level, this, and I explain, and then the next level, this, and then finally to the top, and I said, there you go. You're at the top, life is great. Now, my only question to you is, are you ready to get started? And I just smiled at him. He said, get out of here. I said, okay, okay. Drove off to Montreal after that, but I kept going. Never looked back. That was 28 years ago. Never looked back because I thought I will, I'm going to do this until I achieve the very thing I want. And that is I want freedom, financial freedom, time freedom. I want that and I'll pay that price. That's what I'm willing to give up. And so that, that started, you know, 28 years ago. Now, after I, once I got that business solid, then that's it. I reaped the rewards of that, enjoyed the life I had with that. Then the company was sold six years after that, six years after that. Then I'm like, ah, oh, the worst thing could happen to me. They sold the company. These idiots come in and ruin it, right? Usually when it's the worst thing that can happen to you, it's really the best thing that could ever happen to you. Because just like before, when I, before I joined that company, I went through bankruptcy and lost my two major accounts. I was broke. It was the worst thing that could ever happen to me. No, it was the best thing. Because I finally got serious with network marketing. I said, okay, I've held back. I wasn't willing to give up a lot. And now I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. It was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Until it was sold. Then it was the worst thing again. But then again, it made me look for something better. And there is always something better, always.
And as a result, I, it was the best decision I ever made. The best decision I ever made. So that's the thing. Um, so look at your own life. And if you're holding back, um, just understand it's hard to go big and do that. You've got to reach a point of what I call threshold. Threshold meaning that I'm going to do this. Even if it kills me, I'm going to do this because I am not going to submit to this kind of life anymore. I mean, a lot of what you're putting off and you're procrastinating, you're stressing about it. You're stressed every day about it. If you would just do it, you wouldn't be stressed. That's right. That's, that's a fact. So that's the thing. Just look at it. And, be consistent. Be consistent. So just like me, 28 years ago, two hours a day, be consistent. That's what, I mean, it adds up. It adds up. It adds up at the end of the week. It adds up at the end of the month. It, it adds up big at the end of the year. And in the meantime, <clears throat> in that process, what are you willing to give up in terms of, are you flexible? Are you teachable? Are you willing to learn how to do it different ways? For example, I mentioned Clubhouse. Look at me, I'm 65 years old and I'm still wanting to learn different ways of doing network marketing. And, I, and it's for me, it's fun. I just love it. I just love doing it. So jumping in those rooms with these people who I don't even know and creating these new friendships. And by the way, when you join Clubhouse, your profile is linked to your Instagram account. So then they follow you on Instagram. So if you want to grow your Instagram, that's one way. That's the, it's Clubhouse is a great way to do it. It's a great way to do it. So that's the thing. But uh, some people say, "Oh, you mean I got to learn another platform?" <laughs> See, that's what I mean. You got to be teachable. But I'm just saying, if you want to expose yourself to other people outside of the Facebook world, outside of the Instagram world, and I'll say in Clubhouse the way it is right now. What you can say, the words you can use, the freedom of expression and all that is, you know, it's, it, it's totally cool. Totally cool. It's one thing I like about it. Uh, you're going to meet some incredible people. So that's the thing. But again, it goes back to, are you willing to adapt and change and look for other ways to expose yourself to some awesome people? Because you're an awesome person. And the thing is, you got your tribe. Okay, they're out there, but they haven't found you. That's because they don't know you yet. And again, you have to expose yourself to enough people in order to go through the process of attracting enough people to you. So those are things to think about. Think about what's holding you back. Be honest with yourself. Because I, I was back, uh, oh, you know, when I did that, when I went overseas, I said, you know what? I want to go big and this is the way I want to do it. I, I, have never seen the world. I've, I, I've never seen another country before. I never, another culture, never. I want to know what that's like and what an education. Oh my gosh. So when we think about network marketing, we think about the money you make in network marketing, but when you look at the education that you get, when you travel is incredible. 
And uh, so uh, I, would I wouldn't trade anything for that, all those experiences, all those people. And, uh, and I stay in touch with all of them. So it, it's wonderful. So think about that. What's holding you back? Um, all right. And Eden says she has a few invites. Hey, okay. We'll have to get in the same room, Eden. That would be nice. You know what's great? Again, you're hearing people's voices. <laughs> you know, it's like Facebook. Like we're not having a conversation. I can see your messages, which is great. Be nicer if I could hear your voices, right? Um, and so people are so used to messaging that you get in the clubhouse and it's you're hearing voices, you know, and 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 people are talking and and just there's a lot of engagement going on. It's going back to going back to the very thing that I did 28 years ago. Or if we go back 22 years ago, when I joined my last company 22 years ago, what did I do? I picked up the phone and I talked to people. That's right. We, I had conversations. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, everybody thinks Clubhouse is so wonderful. And it is. But I'm thinking, why? But why is it so wonderful? It's wonderful because people are talking. Aha! Conversations. Yes. Wow. Despite how high tech we become, it really goes back to fundamental principles and communication is so needed if you're going to have a relationship with anybody. People need to be able to hear you, hear how you talk, how you come across, and then they go to your profile, and then they go to your Instagram account and they say, wow, man, this person's pretty cool. I wanna connect with them. It's true, After I leave, every time I leave a room, I've got more people that have added me uh, to their uh, connected with me in Clubhouse and to my Instagram account. And I'm getting messages from people uh, through Instagram. And now that was one thing I did have to adapt and change because I'm so used to checking Facebook Messenger, not my Instagram messenger or messages. So I had to remind myself, do that, Jeff. You need to look at your messages over there. Okay, okay. So again, it's fun. You have fun with it. But again, think about um, your willingness. Think about where you see yourself. There's no, and there isn't, there isn't uh, bad, there isn't a lesser good. When we talk about going big, if a person's part-time and they just want enough, I think that's, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've seen this where people that are making even $10,000 a month feel ashamed because their offline is telling you, why aren't you making 20? Why aren't you making 20 like me? <laughs> you know, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with your goals? <laughs> yeah. Now, love people, accept people the way they are, but decide where you are and then what are you willing to, to uh, you know, to give up to get there? If you're there, then wonderful. Stay there, unless for some reason you want to change that. And if you do, reassess. And then see what it's what you need to give up and what you need to do. So anyway, it's been fun being with you this evening. I thought I'd share those thoughts. And I'll put out some value tomorrow. You can share this with uh, your people if you want this video. And also uh, my book, if you haven't read it, um, Reaching the Peak is in English and Spanish on Amazon. Reaching the Peak. Anyway, everyone, love all you guys. Have a great evening. Bye-bye.